And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's an actor, writer, and producer you know as George from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's Danny Jollis. And she's a comedy writer and producer from Rosie O'Donnell Show, Late Night with David Letterman, and Busy Tonight. And she can be heard on the podcast, Busy Phillips is doing her best. It's Casey St. Ange. Tone Zone is here to relax and contentedly massage the J-Lo butt in his soul. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end. Allison Rosen. Hello, my little plantain chips. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular not as sweet as you would want it to be kind of salty. I realize I'm talking just my own taste in things. Uh, Carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon by Liz Johnson. All sorts of fun stuff on Patreon. We got weekly bonus episodes and they now have a title, The Friend Zone. Uh, Thank you. That feels appropriate. We've got Zoom parties. We've got a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. And I have to say that one of my Patreon subscribers is a doctor. So she's literally paying for the privilege of me asking her questions. And I feel pretty terrible about it. It feels a little bit unconscionable, but I did did send flowers to her office to offset what this like inappropriate situation that both she and I have found ourselves in. If you're listening, and I know you are because she listens to everything. Thank you so much for all of your help. And I'll get into uh, what I asked her her advice about. Um, but anyway, and also one of the Patreon things is you can send in carbohydrates and I will call you them. Very, very excited to welcome today's guest to the show. Oh, boy. It is a big one and a special one. Danny Jollis, hello and welcome back. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. You were a wonderful guest on the one-on-one Monday show, and now you're back on the group show, and it was going to be in person, but now it is remote, and I will get into the reason for all that, but how is it going? It's going great. I'm sad that we don't get to see each other in person. But you know what? We're making it work. And we're making the best we can of it. And I'm just uh, I'm pumped to be here. You know, since I did the Monday one, I was told this was you said, hey, there's a chance if you yeah, play your cards, if you right. stick with it. If you play your cards right and you stick with it and yeah. you don't give up on yourself, you could find yourself on a Thursday show. And now here I am. I said, Danny, just give it over to the universe. <laughs> I said, I did said, you have I trouble said, doing that? I have a lot of trouble giving things over to the universe. I spent a lot of my time uh, just terrified, but uh, <laughs> I still believed. And look at me now. Look, look at you at now. now. You're here. On top of the mountain. I know. Now, in terms of us all looking forward to it being in person, and this is yet another remote, and uh, Tony, who I have not introduced yet, you guys don't even know if he's here or not. Um, Tony and I always talk about when we go back and forth, we forget like how to do everything. So I'd say this one's going gangbusters so far. But I remember back in my dating days, and I was always like an overly excited, incredibly eager person, which is so cool. 
but I would be like <laughs> filled with like six things I wanted to say at once. And then I would like think of a seventh thing and say that instead to like, I kept like putting off my good conversation. I mean, terrible tactics all around, but I kept like putting off the main event um, just to keep things going. So in a way, it's like, this is just forestalling, if that's the right word, the inevitable real life meetup we're going to have one day. I can't wait for it. I my know. thing when I went on my thing when I went on dates because I would do the same thing uh, when I was like when I wasn't good at it is I would do um, I would go to a pizza place. Patsy's in New York was like my go to date mm. spot because you had this initial you had to order a pizza together and it was like this initial conversation we could get into and I couldn't move off it because we had to get there. Yeah. And then hopefully by the end of us deciding on a pizza, I would calm down. And I would be in like a better place. But I literally had to have like a, a thing. I like discovered it because I would do the same thing. I'd come in too hot. Yeah. Hot. Interesting. I got to bring in everyone else to find out how they feel. Because my thing okay. is I used to find it very stressful in any social situation to have to order while also being in the presence of people with whom I wanted to talk to or I was expected to talk to. I'd always have to do an official like, okay, let's figure out what we want and then let's talk. I micromanaged. I get what you're saying though about but like, see, well, this is I a mean, joint thing. Right, because then we'd have to come together on it. So you and yeah. I, we would immediately have that. We'd have now, you know, by the time we're 10 minutes in, we're finished with our order and right. now it's like, so who are you? And then we're in like a nice place. Yeah. Those dates are tough, you know, you, you're just trying to figure it out. But then eventually... Uh, that died because people didn't like going on dinner dates anymore. That became very like, that would weird people out. So we had to alter. So what? Drinks. Everything became a drink. Drinks for the first two or three dates. Because it became this like pressure on a dinner. Mm -hmm. It became like a, a like an expectation. Yeah. And I didn't like that. I, that, that, I didn't like that I felt that. I didn't like that they felt that I felt that. And I just felt like it was a circle. And I was like, if we just do drinks, there's no expectation on anybody. Nobody's upset. Right. Let's just, let's just intend it to tone it down. You know, dinner became fourth base. It really did. It became yeah. so intense. And like I started, nobody cared. And also I remember one day girls were like, Oh, we go for like dinner. And I was like, Oh, it's, have I lost it? Am I crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Am I the crazy one? Let's find out what. Another guest who I, another person whom has made the leap, the universe rewarded her just general joie de vivre. She has been on my Monday show twice, maybe thrice, wow. I think twice. And now she's made the leap to the group show as well. I cannot wait to introduce you, to reintroduce you, to remind you of Casey St. Ange. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. So excited that you were able. I mean, full disclosure, Casey and I on social media, I was like, you got to come back on the show. And and then I've been like thinking about, you know, thinking about like, oh, which show should I have you on? And I actually had a different show in mind. And then um, right like half an hour before this show, our other guest got a bunch of work dumped on her and had to back out. And I said to Casey, is there any way? And I felt like a real jerk too, because it's like, I, I couldn't have given you less notice. And yet here you are. 
Well, I would like to clarify that we are actually friends. Yes. Uh, in my mind, in my mind, you've I, been to my I've to been my to your home. house. I've been to a party yeah. you had at your so, house. Yeah. And yeah, and so I've been to your house and so you can ask friends for things when you need them. I and love like that. what was I what was I doing? I don't know, putting on you nail didn't polish. Know, but yeah, I, I, it wasn't anything important. I you saw how boring my pre-chat was <laughs> before we started the podcast. I was talking about nail polish. No, but so that's good. I was captivated. Yeah. I mean, first of all, first of all, you sell yourself short. And second of all, it's good to keep the pre-show chat like, have you guys heard of this term gray rock? It's something you're supposed to do. I don't know if it only exists on subreddits on Reddit about dealing with narcissists or if it's like beyond that. But when you're dealing with a narcissist, they talk about going gray rock or becoming gray rock, which means like being as boring as possible to not really give this person anything to dig into. Yes. So with I find and we all do podcasts here, not my producer who I've not yet introduced. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? I don't. Oh, no, you do. I'm just saying I haven't introduced you. So I know that you're not sure whether you're supposed to talk or not yet. Oh, it's yeah. just a little Oops. game that I like Oops. to play with you. <laughs> a little game I like to play with you. I don't know. Wh- I don't know why the pandemic has made me crazy. Um, oh yeah, this thing. Yeah, with all I'm of us crazy. do. Po- thank you. All of us do podcasts, and really, you don't want the gold to happen before you start. Yeah, you just want to serve a very bland broth. Exactly. <laughs> Until it's not exactly gray gray rock. We're mm-hmm. not trying to. Uh, stonewall narcissist here because we're all only probably like a quarter narcissists um speak so- for yourself i'm a little more <laughs> oh wait a minute <laughs> so yeah just serving up a little warm cup of bland broth yes but not it doesn't have the the meat chunks in right if anyone ever went and i don't know if they would have because it really was a place for old. i feel like it was a place for old ladies but i loved it uh the neiman marcus cafe neiman marcus (laughs) foofy stuffy uh department store that it is had a little cafe and as an uh, amuse bouche i don't know they would serve a tiny little cup of broth and a tiny little like crescent cracker thing with it and it's that yeah did they call it consomme no i I, i've had consomme and i don't think it was consomme because it was chicken based and to me consomme is a that's a beef game i just want consomme seems so old-fashioned like i think i've only ever read it in like novels i borrowed from my nana you know what i feel is a hang on one second there's something i must do tony thaxton (laughs) the bad boy of podcasting welcome Hi. 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 Uh I I was going to I have something to tell you but I I uh I don't want to interrupt this this important chat right now. So we'll we'll come back to that. Okay. But I, I yeah. We'll circle back. I'm sorry I made you wait. I don't know why I did it. Um I think I got okay. drunk I'm on a, power. I'm only, I'm only furious. It's okay. <laughs> oh, I have something <laughs> else that's going to make you steamed, Tony. Just well, I got that's that's what I got for you as well. So Oh my god, dual steams? That's oh right. My We're having wow. a steam off. We're like a spa. Okay. I got nothing. <laughs> Just, well, give it a little time. You'll figure out where our buttons the, are. I'll try to upset everybody at some point. I'll, I'll give it my all. <laughs> try, try. You too, Casey. I don't want to walk away from this not mad. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Old fashioned soups. I knew there was something important we were talking about. <laughs> to me, so important that we have to keep Tony waiting. His very interesting, spicy, whatever it is. We yeah. have to keep him waiting to talk about old fashioned soups. We're but still doing ahead. a golden chicken clear broth situation right now. Uh, Vichyssoise. I used to enjoy Vichyssoise out of a Pepperidge Farm can because they used to make soup. Uh, it is a cold potato soup. I feel like it's not in, in our house, um, but at a, at a restaurant, you'd get it in like a special tur- chilled terrine. That is a very, a very old fashioned kind of thing. I don't even think they have that anymore. Casey, you seem to know about soup. I don't, I've not been in a soup aisle in a little while, um, but I haven't seen Vichyssoise in mm. a really long time. What else is in there besides potatoes? I don't, I think cream, some kind of milk base. Um, okay. Danny, have you heard, even heard of Vichyssoise or are we knocking your socks off with our retro soup info? I was literally trying to think of a, a an example of this in my life when, because you know, you get up there in life and very rarely do you find yourself in a conversation where you're like, I don't know every fifth word being said right now. <laughs> like, I don't even know what we're kind of talking about. You're better yet you're have an alone. opinion on it. Like, I'm, Oh my God. I'm, you're, you're like one of you're where the listener is right now. I'm just literally sitting here being like, I don't even know. There's so many vicious why and Consume one you said. Consume. I literally the know c word. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the li- other c like, word. <laughs> I was trying to figure out whether I could like Google it quickly to like say something, but I'm just going to come out and say it. I have literally no clue what you are even remotely talking about. That's so good. It's so good it. that you stay young where soups are concerned. Like you're probably up on the latest hot new soups. I never like discovered the hot a new soup. soups. Yeah, I'll have a. I mean. By hot new soup, you mean matzo ball and chicken noodle are probably the only two I have in any sort of regularity. But I do have a matzo ball fairly. I'll have a matzo ball. Oh, my gosh. One time, maybe I'll make it for you if we become friends today. Like Casey and I are real friends. Yeah. But around Thanksgiving time, I like to make a matzo ball soup where I use stuffing instead of the matzo for the balls. And it's very delicious. It's Wow. If you like stuffing, I, you will like it. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if I can be Jewish and eat that, but if I <laughs> if I can find a way for God to forgive me, I would be down to try it because it yeah, it'll be sound like delicious. a crime. It it's the edgy soup that young people are yes. into. Yes, hell yeah. <laughs> it's fusion. <laughs> it's like if TikTok were a soup. Oh, and nothing <laughs> makes me more excited than hearing if TikTok were a soup. I Liquid hear that TikTok. and I say, get me into this soup. <laughs> I want to try this soup. Actually, I'm genuinely very, very, uh, Casey, I would love to try this soup because I'm so curious what it tastes like. All right. Well, I mean, you could imagine, but uh, but I think it's good and it's made with love. And so let's just try to keep this friendship going until the fall, at least until I can give you some of this soup. Okay. I think I'll you can it do it. I feel like uh, time is just going by at a very fast clip. So it's a, <laughs> tomorrow you're going to have Casey's stuffing balls in your mouth and also some broth. Tony, what was it that you uh, wanted to say? Well, you know, I, uh, I'm sorry to do this in front of guests Uh-oh. to you, Allison. But oh, here we uh, go. You know, uh, your your new friend that you've been so excited about. Um, Mary Lynn Rice Cub? 
she might be trying to make another friend in her life because somebody just started following me on Instagram. And uh, we did, we had a quick little back and forth. And, uh, you know, just. Uh, what did the back and forth concern? Oh, don't. We were just setting up our. Uh, we're dating now. I didn't tell you that part. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She'll do anything to get close to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, of course. Just drinks, you know, no food, but... Uh, right. You're not uh, ready to go to fourth base socially yet. Um, yes. So, Danny and Casey, I don't know if you guys know, but I have done something that is very rare, and I have made a new adult friend in the pandemic. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Exciting. Not only that, but another rare thing, although, Casey, we might qualify as this, the friendship spun off. It started as she was a guest on my podcast and then we became friends. Although I feel like Casey, you and I had met in real life in New York, perhaps yeah. near where Danny was wowing a lady with a pizza um, <laughs> before you came on my podcast. So it's different. But yes. anyway, yeah. So it's Mary Lynn Rice Cub. You might have heard of her. She is famous, but that's not why wow. I like her. I just I like her because she likes me. Um, but anyway, yeah. Well, she's also she's also a uh, I believe criminally underrated stand up comic. Yes, uh, I know Mary. I know Mary uh, also, and uh, she is just so sneaky good at stand up. And yeah. I feel like it's never been like really recorded. She just sort of like does it. Mm-hmm. But she is uh, she is so good. And she was I I feel like I just messaged her the other day because I saw Tomorrow War, and I was like, you're so she was so good in that movie. Mm-hmm. I know she really has. She has. She can do it all, including really it all. be friends with Tony. I guess. Yeah, and Danny too. No, I wouldn't put myself yeah. as a friend. I, I I don't want to put that on Mary. I don't think she. She probably just. She just sees me as a colleague. As a <laughs> as a professional peer. I sometimes also talk to her, not to make it less special, but I sometimes Whoa. do also talk to her <laughs> on social media. I wouldn't say that we're, she's not been to my house like Allison has. Right. But I bet if I invited her, she probably wouldn't say no. She probably would come. She's like a very nice, fun, open person. I don't know if she'd come, but she'd probably be nice about it and give like a really convincing excuse for why yeah. she couldn't make it, which I think is friendly in a way. I think so, too. Well, I guess we're all friends with my friend and congratulations, Tony. And then, Tony, so now that I have received your steam, I have some to <laughs> give you. Um, guess what I did before we started this show? And once again, this is an open-ended question that you will never be able to answer. And I have an, a follow-up open-ended question, but guess some, what's something I have done? What's something I do that uh, makes you mad? Oh, where do I start? Um <laughs> Uh, I mean, I I feel like this always ends up being bug related. So nope. I, I don't. This has nothing know. to do with insects. You, yeah, you said I wasn't going to be able to guess it. So, uh, it, you will uh, actually though, because there was one episode wherein we discussed whether you're like a violent, angry person or not. Because I right? had, I mean, uh, jokingly, because I had, I don't know and why I. The answer was absolutely yes. Yes. And I don't know why I'm insisting on making this the world's most boring game, but um, because I had done something and you asked why I do that. And I sensed an edge in your voice. (laughs) I was asking a question and now it's turned into that I was furious. 
Hey, I don't remember the words. I just remember how it made me feel. How did he how did he say it, Allison? Can you Yeah. I'll tell you what I did, Tony. Just watch his reaction. Watch watch Tony's face. Tony, yeah. I unplugged everything. Prior. <laughs> Uh, walked away. I forgot to mention when I gave my hard sell for Patreon earlier. Uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber, uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber at the friend level, I believe that's what I call that level. It's the five dollar level. You then you can, can see this video. Re- you can help replug in every single piece. <laughs> you can come Allison here and plug, plug in my equipment. You, you make it to the top tier. You <laughs> no, can but you can. <laughs> you can see this video. I the, you get to see the Thursday show videos when we have videos of them. I completely forgot to mention that because that's you know a big ticket item. Anyway, yes. So we have been going back and forth between in person and remote and pragmatic Tony, who also is referred to as the bad boy of podcasting. He gave himself that name, but I have I cling to it. Uh, is like doesn't understand why I don't just leave everything plugged in when I switch back to remote. So he was on his way out to the studio. It's in my back. The studio is in a separate building in my backyard. And I'm trying to recreate it so that you guys can feel his rage. Um, I said, oh, yeah, uh, I unplugged some of the stuff. So you're going to have to plug it in. And he said, let me get into character. Okay. I'm angry. Someone's making extra work for me. I don't get paid enough for this bullshit. Mm. And she just stands there like it's no big deal, but it's a huge deal. All the plugging and the rearranging. He said, why do you do that? <laughs> I didn't say it <laughs> like said, Oh, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been meaning to say, why do you do that? No, that felt off. He said, I've been meaning. To- oh, yeah. I've been meaning. But he was like trying to, to keep a lid on it. So, right. It's um, that contained, exactly. Contain, but it's boiling over. Exactly, like like soup. Yes, <laughs> there's like a a big stuffing ball pushing up the lid. He said, mm. um, "Oh yeah, I meant to ask you, why do you keep doing that?" It was like that, and I, like I said, I felt the edge. <laughs> the word "keep" is very telling. I don't mm-hmm. even know if I used the word "keep." Well, you, I saw it in your eyes. But- yeah you might have implied the word keep and that it was implies like, that you've been mad about it a number of times before before you said anything it might have I even was, been why do you do that i mean i but it was but casey's just zeroed right in on the source of the rage cause it was like, well, because it was like oh I yeah was, go ahead i was legitimately wondering why and i was confused by it because <laughs> i uh I, <laughs> Because I don't, I did, I still kind of don't fully, I somewhat understand some of it. I just don't think, you just don't have to unplug as many things as you have been unplugging. If I may, since we're reading into into your words, you just said, I legitimately was wondering why, dot, 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 and the implied words are, you are so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Why you're such a dumbass and you insist on dumbassing it up every single weekend, week out. Right, yeah. I'll just I'll just call you a dumbass next time. Oh my god. Should, should, should I have to deal well. with this? Language. Should I have to deal with this? You guys? Uh anyway. Tony. Yes. 
I don't know why I said it that way. Or do I? Um, anyway, the reason <laughs> I is, I don't know this the this, the the dumbass. Were you about to say I don't know? Is that what you were gonna say? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think I heard it. I think I heard it. You I don't know that? why you have to be the way you are. <laughs> the the dumbest thing of all, or the uh, silliest thing of all, is that there's one place I sit. When we record in person and it's a Thursday show, there's another place I sit when we record in person and it's a Monday show. And there's yet another place I sit when it's remote. So each place require, and I use a particular microphone stand and I've got to move the recorder. So it's like facing me. And then I have to set the lights back up again if it's going to be remote. So, and then I got to move the chairs out. So each, each, format involves like a different setup in the studio and it just feels overwhelming when there's like a bunch of microphones and a whole bunch of cords so i feel more calm when everything is unplugged and like neatly wrapped up which actually makes me sound like an organized person i'm very disorganized but i feel more calm when this room feels organized and it does make more work for tony and now, now if I now if I could come in, yes. you know, somewhat to to vocalize the Tony side of this. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> well, and and only because you know we're playing a little bit of both sides here. Sure, there has to be a part of you when you do that, right? Because you're like, oh, this doesn't look good, and I want to keep more organized. So there has to be a part of your brain that's also like, this is going to push to push him. This is gonna make this is gonna make him a little upset. Well. Um, yes, I thought to myself, well, Tony's not going to love this. (laughs) See, and that's, that's, I think an important part, not necessarily good or bad, but an important part to also internalize is there has to be a little bit of a Tony isn't going to love this. Yeah. Uh, do you watch Dexter? (laughs) I do not. I have, you know, the premise though. Yes, I do. He has to kill. He has a dark passenger. He has to kill, but it's for where's good. Right. Uh, I don't. I, I did you say where's this going? Yeah, <laughs> we'll all find I out think, together. I um, think I know where this is going, and I and I support where this yeah. is going. And by the way, they're bringing Dexter back. Dexter returns. I saw Drop a, the trailer today. Yeah. What I saw, do we think? Um, I'm confused about. What like is it just gonna pick up where it left off? I I watched the first many seasons and then I didn't watch like the last two or three. I don't know yeah, how many there were. Same. But is this picking up where it left off or is it like years in the future? I don't know. Do you know? Does I anyone know? I don't know if it's a prequel, a sequel, or a. I don't know. What's what? What's the opposite? I guess sequel is the only other option. A prequel a con- or a sequel. A continuum. Yeah, just more. I mean, the fact that it's know. called Dexter Returns, not Dexter, makes me think, yeah. what is it? I, You know, I actually well, I used t- to enjoy the show a lot, and I, I will probably give it a chance. Yes, Danny, what were you going to say? I was going to say Returns, I feel like, gives a indication that this is the future and that what has happened, happened. I'm going, I have never watched Dexter. I'm going to assume that the show probably ended with him being like, I think I got my kicks. <laughs> kind of like retired as a serial I'm killer. I'm going to assume correct? it ended with him retiring as a serial yeah. killer. And so I, it sounds to me like potentially we're picking up where years in the future, he says to himself, hey, let's get back out there. Let's do this a couple more times. 
And uh, that's how I, you know, that's yeah. that's my pitch. Certainly, if I was pitching on a show I've never seen before, is uh, I would say we're going to get back out there. We're going to kill a little bit more. Maybe something happened that he wants to just kill a select group. So he has like a list. Mm. I don't know. These are pre- these are premises I would throw out there. He kills bad people. So right. people. his kills are um, they're morally uh, defense defensible, I guess. Is that the right word? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, defend, yeah. Yes. You can defend them just sort of like how I can defend needing to unplug stuff. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I will have everyone know. Um, I've been drinking way more water. I am someone who does not like water. I feel strongly that it's not particularly good i get that it is healthy i don't like the taste of it i pretty much exclusively drink flavored sparkling water drinks that i'm not talking about like buble or Lacroix or all those that don't have any artificial sweetener i drink ones that have artificial sweetener in them but they don't have sugar um but anyway i've really been trying to drink more water and i'm i'm getting into it so your skin looks great. Thank you. This looks very hydrated. Thank yes. you. Yeah, um, it's very good to drink water. Very yeah. Important. I they say that. Uh, and we had Eliza Skinner on who said that she got one of those like embarrassingly humongous jugs of water and drank it and all of a sudden had more energy. Like ev- all her problems were alleviated by that, which really is the problem. The p- problem. The promise of so many Instagram accounts that are about self care. Yeah, those jugs. Well, go ahead. Casey. You can also OD on water, just uh, not to frighten you. No, I'm not drinking can. that much. Yeah, I'm just. I always keep it in mind that it's possible to, you know, kill yourself with water uh, <laughs> if you go. Too Wait, crazy. what? That should have been my argument all these times in the past. Like I value life, so no, I will not be drinking water. Just being careful. Just be careful. Don't overdo it with the water because I think it like dilutes your um your salts. Your, yes, you know, your electrolytes. Like your your electrolytes, and uh, then you know, next thing you know. So don't <laughs> go nuts. Maybe you know, just a happy medium with water. Even be you. Even have to be moderate with water. I wonder what you feel before you die of having had too much water because I, uh, similarly I, on the opposite end of that I think uh, dying of not having water you would be incredibly thirsty and then a whole bunch of bad things would happen so yeah you'd the, feel the opposite I wonder what that is you're probably like my skin looks more amazing <laughs> than it's ever looked in my I, life I have so much energy <clears throat> oh my god I see a light I'm going toward it I guess yes. I don't yeah that's a really good question but um, but right now, whatever level of water that you're at, whatever Patreon level of water that you're at right now, <laughs> it looks amazing. Oh, I'm at the supple level. Thank <laughs> you. I mean, since you said that, this would be an appropriate time for me to tell you guys that I have been using apostrophe skincare. I don't know if you know about apostrophe. Uh, it is great. They do prescription uh skincare stuff like acne medication and other stuff. So oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Um, but it's online. So you, you take a quiz, you put some info in, you take pictures of your face, three, one from the front, one from 
the right side, one from the left side, send it in, talk about your concerns. Uh, and then pretty quickly, a der- you, you get a message saying that a dermatologist has reviewed your thing and has a treatment plan for you. And then it's, just, it's like so easy. And I had, I had never tried Retin-A before and I had wanted to, because I don't have, I don't really have acne. I mean, occasionally I do, but I don't have a ton of acne anymore. But, um, I am, uh, I am getting of the age where I remember old soups. And so I do have fine lines. And I had heard that Retin-A, which I had never used before, is like this miracle. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to use the word miracle, but there's a miraculous elements to it. I heard it's just amazing. It just does amazing things for your skin. And I wanted to try it, but I did not, especially during this past year, did not want to schlep all the way to a dermatologist. And also, I don't have a regular dermatologist. So anyway, this couldn't have been more convenient. Uh, and then also, I had some dark spots on my face that I wanted to fade. And you can barely, I don't even think you can see them right now. You can barely see them. So I am just- I certainly just, can't see them. Thank you. I am just, uh, I'm all about apostrophe. And then I wanted to, um, in, I, I started on a very, very uh, low uh percentage of tretinoin that's the generic retin-a and i wanted to use a higher percentage and i i asked if we could go up and we did uh and yeah it's just been it's just been great we have a special deal for our audience save 15 dollars off your first visit with a board certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash best friend when you use our code best friend this code is only available to our listeners to get started just go to wow. It's exclusive. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash best friend and click begin visit. Then use our code best friend at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's apostrophe, A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash best friend and use that code best friend to get your dermatology visit and save $15. And we thank apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. You're honestly uh, losing money if you don't take this deal is what I feel like. Thank you. That's a good thank deal. you. That is, uh, thank you very much. Okay. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Yes. Danny. Yes. When we last talked, you had sold your place, but didn't have a new place to move to. So where are we talking to? Are you in your new place? We are in our new home. Congratulations. We, Congratulations. Thank you, so, thank you so much. We did it. We went through the... Thank you. We did the whole process. It was a it was a thrilling, exciting time, and now we are in our new home. Wow, you uh, did it! We did it. It was ter- It was we had a great buying experience. We had a really, which was surprising because yeah, especially in this market. Well, we sold, and we were. I think last time we saw, it, I was like, we're selling, and it was a dream come true because every it, it turns out everybody wants everything. <laughs> uh, and so, I, and then our realtor was like, so you're gonna you know, get absolutely smashed when you become a buyer. And so we were, yeah, we were terrified. And then our, we found this place and we love it and we're very happy. And, and it wasn't pumped. like a nightmare buying situation where you had to waive the uh, inspection and give them your firstborn and stuff. You know, let me tell you, karma is a thing I believe in very strongly. Uh, I believe it is the, the key to most good things that happen in this world is a little bit of karma. When we sold our place, we had two, we had two main offers. We had one, uh, very sweet, uh, young lady who we had a friend in common with who really wanted it. Mary Lynn. It was going to be her first, Mary Lynn. And would you believe? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was going to be her first. It was just a great story. 
And uh, and then this other person uh, put in her final offer and she said, we'll do $2,000 more than what the other person is offering. That was her offer. And we went with the young person because we were like, we just like your attitude. She wrote a nice letter. We just were like, yeah, yeah, we just want a person who's cool. And I don't like the attitude of this other one. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't like that attitude. That's not the way that's not the way we, that is, you know, that's rude. Yeah. And then we looked at, you know, we looked for one weekend and uh, we found this place and we put in, you know, an offer and they just like came back and they just were like, hey, we just will you be cool? That was really what they said. They just said, hey, we, will you be cool about this? Because like we just we just moved to Australia and we just can we just make this a simple process? And we were like, yeah. And it was like done. Wow. And we did inspections. And the oh, was shit. Great. Really? That's so nice. <laughs> it's like the CarMax I, experience of buying a, a, a home. We had such a delightful time. It was just a pleasant experience the whole way through. The place is exactly what they said it was. We couldn't really find anything like horribly. It's just been a lovely time. And our dog now has stairs and she loves them. Aw. Look at you. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you so much. It's very adult over here. We're that really doing a lot of adult stuff. What, uh, without revealing your address, like what part of town are you in? We're in the Sherman Oaks. Oh, you're not too far. Beautiful. Nice. It's beautiful. I love it. Yes. Well, I'm glad that worked out for you. That's great. Uh, and then Casey, you are a prognosticator. (laughs) You can see into the future. I've been told I can see somewhat into the future. Either that or you just know the celebrity game really well. But uh, take it away. All right. I'll just I'll try to say this very quickly. No, you don't have to. You can just say it very longly. All right. (laughs) I'm so curious Um, where this is going. As we know, this is not the first time that I've predicted things but this is the most fun thing i think that i've ever possibly potentially predicted we'll see if it comes true um but we know that jennifer lopez was dating alex rodriguez and our friend ben affleck was dating ana de armas and there were two breakups and you know and they're going through things sorting all of that out ben really entertained us uh by really giving it to the paparazzi like he was serving up just very entertaining paparazzi content every day. J-Lo is incredible. So way back in April, we heard, thanks to the paparazzi snapping their picture, that uh, Jen and Ben had gotten together. And, you know, and we all figured, oh, they're like consoling each other. They're helping each other work out their breakups. They're still friends. That's nice. So then, you know, we're curious now. We're hungry for a little more... Uh, Ben in particular for me and the the host of the podcast that I'm on, Busy Phillips is doing her best. My uh, creative partner, Busy Phillips, we love to talk about Ben Affleck. So we're always like looking at what Ben's up to. So we're following the Ben and Jen story. And then I see a photo um, in May. Uh, I believe it was May 24th of Ben out and about wearing a watch that looked very familiar to me. And it looked familiar to other people as well. It was the watch that JLo gave him in the Jenny from the block video in 2002. The wow. video that they, they starred in when they were dating originally. Mm. And I was like, just like struck by a bolt of lightning. I was like, they're remaking the Jenny from the block video for the 20th anniversary of 
Jenny from the block. And so I really went on our podcast and like ran with this, even though my only evidence was Ben wearing this watch and busy screamed, which delighted me. So I was like, even if this is like the wildest guess of something that's not happening, it entertained us. We were delighted by it. But over time I've been watching and the evidence has been piling up in my opinion that Benefer Genifer, as I like to call them, <laughs> as that's their couple name to me, um, has been recreating, they have been recreating situations that look to me very similar in my interpretation to various scenes from the Jenny from the Block video. And so I've been reporting on that on Instagram, talking about it on our podcast. And but then I'm always I want to, you know, remain cautiously optimistic and a healthy sense of skepticism. So I've always said, but listen, we don't know yet. Call me when they're on a yacht together. Mm. Well, this weekend, Jennifer had her 52nd birthday on a yacht in the south of France. Pictures came out of them smooching on the yacht. She was in a bikini. My Instagram blew up with people being like, OMFG, it's happening. It's happening. Have you seen this? Everyone in the world sent me this photo. Yes, I saw it. And then later, I mean, I just, I basked in it because I was like, yeah, it might be happening. It might actually be happening. And then later that afternoon, Sunday afternoon, there was a photo of them recreating the famous scene where they're both laying down on the yacht. She's in her bikini. His hand is on her bottom. He's doing the thousand yard stare out over the water because they're so in love. And like whenever that photo came out, I was like, this is it. This is it, man. So it really just that idea that like instinct that I had way back in May went very viral this weekend. And so like today, Monday, I've been like on uh, BBC radio talking about Have it. Have you really? <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that's amazing. Oh, I was, I mean, wow. it's wild. A bunch of English um, people, followers uh, messaged me that it's so funny because I guess the radio program I am, I was on is very uh, sort of adult and stodgy. And so they were laughing that I was brought on to talk about Ben touching Jayla's <laughs> butt on a yacht. Um, yeah. And so just, you know, everybody sort of picked up the story. So it's been on like vanityfair.com today and the today show and um, AV club, all, all, you know, your buffet of yeah. outlets have been like, is this lady a kook or <laughs> could it be true? <laughs> You hit the 24-hour news cycle, Casey. That's amazing. I just feel like, you know, it's been a real ride. If it doesn't come to pass, I told uh, our friend Michelle Collins that I will feel like a real Mayan with a dud calendar. You know, <laughs> like, I'm, I apologize that the world didn't end. Um, but I feel like there's there's a lot of evidence, and it seems apparent that they know what they're doing. Uh, Have the- that. Go ahead, Danny. So, uh, so to 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 be clear on the prediction, yeah, because I just want to make sure that we we get the. F- you are saying that in the next like month or two, she is going to put out the the new a new music video of Jenny on the Block with Ben Affleck recreating the entire first one. 
I mean, it could be a number of things. I think anytime in the next year it could come out. But oh, my wow. feeling is when in when you're having like a pop culture anniversary, it's usually you usually celebrate the year that something came out. So it could like kick in as early as, you know, January first, two thousand twenty two. But I don't I mean, J Lo does what she wants to do, you know, so it, it could be any time. I've always said that about her. Yeah, you know, she's <laughs> that's what's she's, why she's who she is. Yeah, Listen, you, she's you're gonna, a boss you're lady. Try to put, you, know, you can't put Jenny in a box. You know, exactly. that's what I You can put said. her on the block, yes, yes. but you can't, <laughs> can't put not her in, in a box. box. I've always said that. That's one of my yeah. favorite phrases. <laughs> And so I'm just looking forward to finding out whether it's like maybe it's a video for a, a new song that is, you know, that is a kind of a reboot of Jenny from the Block video wise. Maybe who knows what it is, but it's obvious at this point that they're intentionally recreating a lot of these scenes. So I feel vindicated in that I feel like I was on the money with that but we'll just it remains to be seen what the actual product is i'm hoping for the video it seems like a lot a lot a lot of people are excited for it to possibly be a video so who knows and a lot of like i think like one of the english newspapers said that they reached out to them for comment reached out to their teams for comment so we'll see maybe i I doubt that they'll comment but i suspect they won't but if JLo and Ben are listening to this, I also want to say I'm they are. sorry. I hope I didn't spoil any like surprises that you had well, planned. I was just excited about it. I didn't expect it to go viral. I, well, so, okay, that's, this brings me to my question. Um, and Casey, you worked, you were the EP of Watch What Happens for years, right? I was the, one of the co-EPs of Watch What Happens Live with yes. Andy Cohen. Yes. And you worked for Letterman. And yes. you worked for Rosie O'Donnell and yes. you wrote uh, with Joan Rivers. What big, am I missing? A, I feel like I'm missing a credit. I was, um, I worked on best week ever with all those yes. kids and I was the showrunner and Tina Fey and I were the executive producers of busy tonight with busy Phillips. Right. On e. So you get how the celebrity world works. I'm going to say. So with these pictures, coming out is it like they're recreating this and the paparazzi are just worming their way in there and getting the photos or are they like playing cat and mouse are they allowing the photos to get out well i think that we saw a photo the photo where they were snuggling on the boat with the hand on the butt there her photographer or a hired photographer was right there photographing Mm -hmm. them and there was a paparazzi shot that included that photographer so they know they're capturing these moments they know that they're being watched and um and that makes me happy because i do not uh subscribe to like celebrities being chased i think uh the reason that they made the video in the first place is because the paparazzi made their relationship so difficult because Mm. they really were like the first celebrity portmanteau one name couple and who got chased around by paparazzi which we know is very unpleasant and even can be dangerous so i think that the video in the first place was kind of a commentary on like you know we're famous now we get the visually it was about being stalked by paparazzi so um so i obviously don't go in for that so it makes me happy that clearly they know some of the photographers who are capturing this um, this might come as a shock, but I personally have never been stalked by paparazzi or what? even, I know it's an outrage. I've never, I don't even think I've ever been 
t- uh, I don't even think I've ever been popped, papped, however you say it. I have been around paparazzi and, and I've seen them just, they just leave their camera down when I come by and I think, oh, well, just, just you wait. Um, Is there anything <laughs> more humiliating than doing a red carpet? Where the paparazzi has no clue who you are. I've had to do it multiple times. It is honestly so embarrassing. What happens? Where they ask you to move. They ask you you to move out of the... Well, no. It's like at a red carpet where you're supposed to be there. So so they tell... They're like, you have to do it and you have to go on there. And then you watch every photographer. It's so embarrassing. Was this like for Crazy X? Crazy for Crazy for a couple other like movies and stuff mm-hmm. I've done where I'm not important enough that anybody cares, but you know, I like to think that I contribute. Yeah, uh, you do. They, uh, thank you so much. But they, um, <laughs> so you'll see this thing where they'll be like, blah, 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 like, you know, photo, photo. And then you'll walk up and they'll all be like this. You can just hear them go like this. Who that? Cause they all have a sheet of who they're supposed to photograph. So they go, who the hell is this? Uh, Danny, <laughs> Danny, <laughs> Danny. And you're just like, we all know this is a joke. And, you t- oh and half gosh. of them don't even pick up their camera again. But the other half are like, pret- they, they pretend. They're like, oh, we have to pretend. Danny. And you're like, ah, this is humiliating. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've had the experience where I've been on a red carpet and supposed to be on the red carpet. And photographers have asked me to move out of the way so they can photograph someone more important. Sometimes someone mm-hmm. who I'm with, which is that's always um, embarrassing. And I've also had the experience of like coming out of a door where photographers are waiting to photograph mm-hmm. the people coming out and have them actually like vocally be like, Oh, <laughs> like, Oh, <Ugh."> yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they raised their heavy camera and then they realized that they did it for no reason. They're like, Oh, I yeah, feel like that no. I've had that because I was having dinner at a place that I didn't even see them, but I guess Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom were there. This was years ago, and that happened. I, I don't know if I heard an actual "ugh," but I, I I might have when I came out. Yeah, it's not it's not great for your self esteem. It's really but not. Also, you know what? The way I look at it, hmm. getting photographed on the red carpet um, when you're not 100 percent prepared for it having that actually happen and then seeing the photo later is also not great for your self-esteem. So maybe 100%. it's just better to get the ugh and like get out of the way. <laughs> yes. And then you don't have to worry about not loving that pick. Tony, you're in a world famous band. You have a gold record, which I, I'm not sure if it's real. Um, but I really, you know what? I really sound like I'm really, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm joking, <laughs> but it sounds just like I'm like really, uh, treating you like i treat my uh, my husband so i'm sorry uh your gold record is real you deserve all the accolades accolades i don't know accolades uh, accolades is a good word though thank you what, what, what would it mean it's like when i don't know you compliment someone suit. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you compliment someone for keeping it together when they feel awkward yes accolades um tony are paparazzi a thing at motion city soundtrack shows no not ever (laughs) no no not even all your warp tour action um no and i can't well i can't normally hear their reaction anyways because they're you know they're normally just circling uh, in helicopters above my place so i can't hear them (laughs) (laughs) you've tuned it out right it's this white noise to you at this point yeah it should it, it should be this is not talked about enough, but a lot of time when paparazzi are at a place, they're they're told to be there. It, it is ninety nine percent of the time. Them. This is a scam. Yes. Uh, this is a scam that people do. Uh, that is like set up by like PR people. So it is. Uh, it, it is also they could be at your thing if you wanted them to be. 
that's like true of a lot of our stuff. All of us could have paparazzi on our lives if we were willing to to do it. We choose not to. There are people who choose to have it. How much are we talking? I, I don't think it's as much as you think. I mean, you can get because I've dealt with a publicist a couple of times. I'm sure you all have. And like, you know, that's something you can. I, I don't think it would cost that much to get a fake paparazzi moment. That's true. That's possible. I've also had the experience where I'm leaving a place with a person who is sort of being watched by paparazzi. And um, very often people are nice and they'll stop for a couple of photos, um, especially if they're familiar with the photographer. But I've had this situation where the paparazzi has handed me a card and said, like, if you want to call me next time, you're going to be at a place, I'll show up and then I'll just nicely, unobtrusively take a couple of photos and then get out of your hair, which kind of is like, sounds like nice threat. on the one hand, but it's also a threat. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's like, a real like. Nice party. Shame if we made a scene here. Yeah. Call me if you don't want me to chase you. <laughs> right. In your yeah. car. I don't, I don't know about that. Um, it's a but, business. But but one quick thing. And I um, publicists who listen are going to have, I'm sure someone will be upset that I say this. But when you were saying that, like, we've dealt with publicists before. And when I was asking, like, how much it costs to uh, to get a fake paparazzi moment. I will say publicist i've never had my own publicist i have uh i've thought about it that is a very very expensive and publicists who are listening i'm not suggesting you're not worth it you're worth every cent it's just a lot of cents yes (laughs) it's a lot of cents (laughs) again worth it it's but someday i I hope to i won't say a rate because i think it's pretty obvious you know but i will say that it is astonishing what they charge. <laughs> I didn't even I'm know we had an old-fashioned cash register right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fifth chair. Um, but something that... Uh, I'm the segue queen, you guys. And here comes another one of my gems. Speaking of glamour, the kind of glamour that will attract the paparazzis, uh, I want to tell you guys about Glamnetic Magnetic uh, Lashes. They actually, Glamnetic, this company actually makes a bunch of stuff, but I I specifically want to talk about the lashes. So I'm wearing them right now. These are false eyelashes that are magnetic, so you don't need lash glue. Uh, Danny, Tony, I know how much you have said, I will never deal with lash glue again. Well, you don't have to. And by the way, these are strip lashes. I realize I'm speaking a language that not everyone understands, but typically I just use uh, individual lashes on the outside because I have never really known how to put on a strip lash and it sort of overwhelms me. However, uh, recently guest of the show, Marcella Aguayo, Arguayo, guest of the show whose name yeah she's very very funny funny. and i think i just messed up her name marcella arguayo that's right right arguayo i believe yes anyway she posted like what you know what lash glue do you guys like and something like that but it was way more clever i regret that i mentioned her name because now i'm butchering this but anyway a lot of people responded magnetic lashes magnetic lashes magnetic lashes and she was like thank you that's not what i asked (laughs) <laughs> but still, so I looked at That's this. That's a classic Marcella. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's I looked a at classic Marcella moment. There were people who were like, they've changed my life. Like, I will never go back. Um, and so I tried them today. And it really is. So anyway, uh, you buy this um, 
magnetic eyeliner and it works just like regular eyeliner. I did my own eyeliner and then I used the, the magnetic eyeliner and I have some that, that's, um, brush on and I have some that comes, it's like a felt pen eyeliner, which is what I've been using lately. So I, then I just put that where the lash was going to go and like bent the lashes a little bit, put it on and suddenly, I have a uh, glamorous, I'm blinking furiously. Again, you could go look at the video if you want to see my, <laughs> my furious blinking right now uh, yes. to, to illustrate my um, glamorous lashes and dramatic lashes that I have. But they're not all dramatic. I mean, they have like a bunch of different lengths and they have different styles. I am either wearing Vixen or Virgo right now. But it, it I mean, it really took like a minute to put them on. I think I think my whole life has changed because of these lashes. They look fantastic. Thank you very much. Have the you advancements? Tried? Yes, the advancements in eyelashes have been fast and furious over the past few years. Yes. And I do love a magnetic lash because the magnetic lashes, when they first started, it was two magnetic lashes that you sandwiched your own lashes right. in between. And then like throughout the night they would get like further and further away <laughs> from your face and then you'd It'd be kind of wild. It was a real Liza Minnelli, you know, right. trying to fetch her lash off the floor moment. But these um, that stick to the magnetic the magnetic are so great. I know. It is. Uh, Glamnetic has over 500,000. Add me to that. 500,001 happy customers. Uh, and they have a lash quiz. You, you know I love a quiz. Vegan and cruelty-free options available. Find out for yourself why Glamnetic Lashes are Instagram's favorite beauty hack. Go to glamnetic.com slash best friend and enter our code best friend for 30% off your order. This code is only available for our listeners. That's glamnetic.com slash best friend and enter in our promo code best friend at checkout for 30% off. I promise you guys these lashes literally apply themselves. Okay. I would like, wait, this is a true. Oh, sorry. Money. If you do not take this deal (laughs) once again. Yes. Yes. This is a true story. Yes. You don't have to include this, but I use Glamnetic lashes. You talked about all the different varieties. Yeah. I keep them all on like a little magnetic board, like a little oh. so that I have like a lash menu and I just look on like they stick right to the board and that's how I keep them safe. Did, and when I go, did you, you make know? this board yourself or do they offer this board too? No, I just like used a little metal, a little magnetic, you know, that you that we used to stick um, the magnetic alphabet letters on. Smart. Which uh, they have so many different styles. Which one is there one that you like the best? I like the smaller, more natural ones because mm-hmm. my eyes are kind of um, round. And so I just like, like, you know, I'm not on stage or whatever. So I just like to have the more natural ones. But the mm-hmm. dramatic ones look so great on you. Thank you. I feel like I don't know if the, I feel like they make even more dramatic than this. Oh, probably. I, I could like fan someone across the room. If I yeah. had long enough ones. Um, and Casey, we've talked about this before, but you have tattooed on eyeliner that you were told was somewhat temporary, but you're realizing it's going to be a part of you forever, right? Oh, yeah. It's been like like 10 years now. It was supposed to go away in like five years max. But is that a, like, oh, bonus. It's It's going to never leave. Or are you bummed? It's fine. I think that if I had 
been smarter and realized that it was never going to go away, I might not have gotten the um the winged eyeliner. Mm-hmm. I might have just gone for like a a nice line and not a wing. But it's fine. You can cover it up with makeup. The only other bummer is that it was very very black 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 when I first got it done and. If you're familiar, if you know anyone's body that has a tattoo, sometimes the black ink turns kind of bluish mm-hmm. um, over time. And so it's a little bit bluish. So I have a choice now. I can either like get it touched up or I can just leave it blue. I don't want to get yelled at by like a, an eye tattoo lady about how shaky my eyelids are because I'm still not over it from like 10 years ago. Um, but yeah, so it, it's fine. It's nice to wake up with. Uh, is it? That seems weird. I sound like a real weirdo it's nice to wake up with eyeliner on every morning I think it would and not be nice. no for me yes but also what i could imagine it's nice to not have to apply eyeliner yeah it's just you know i really don't have to and every once in a while somebody will say oh i love that color blue what is that and i'm like uh age <laughs> uh i just want to say uh i think the person who got on your case about your shaky eyelids should back the f off because what more appropriate time for your eyelids to shake than when someone's coming at them with a needle? They There's literally a childhood rhyme, cross my heart, hope to die, stick a needle yeah. in my eye, because that's the most horrific thing that could be done to anyone. And that is what I voluntarily did to have a needle repeatedly yeah. stuck in both of my eyes. So settle down, I eye mean, tattoo lady. Also, this is real, like, thanks, patriarchy. Yeah. Even though it's empowering to look as beautiful as we do. <laughs> Speaking of, I burned my fa- I never done this before, but I used a curling wand. I have done that before, but I burned my right knuckle a little just bit. Go, girl. And uh, it does not feel good. So, um I'm going to be okay. I'm just letting people know that I am podcasting from a place of injury. But I'm but you've got a Patreon supporter who you can ask uh, questions about. That's right. Patreon. Dr. Su- Dr. Supporter. Dr. Supporter. Is that her name? <laughs> Dr. Supporter? Yes. Um, speaking of Patreon, I would like to say hello and welcome to my new... Well, I believe now... Okay, so I've, I, this is the third time I think I've told this story. So not in this episode, but I'm sorry. Initially, the name of the bonus episodes... A few different people had suggested best friends with benefits. And I was like, oh, that's so good. So that's what I was going to call it. But then the, someone suggested the friend zone. I'm like, oh, wait, I think I like that. So the friend zone is the bonus episode. Best friends with benefits is what I'm now calling my subscribers. So I would like to say hello and welcome to the new friends with benefits. Allison wants to say thank you to a couple of special people out there. All right. Hello and welcome, Sean Kennedy. And hello and welcome, Jennifer Priestley. Thank you. Very excited to have you here. It's going to be fun. Um, Okay. So the thing that I was starting to say before about, I forget why why I had brought it up, but I know that I had said that it related to something. There was something I was going to say. Uh, the Monday episode this week was Daniel and me and your calls. And on that episode, I shared that um, we may have been exposed, even though we're vaccinated, 
to COVID. Um, what happened is we had someone at our house on, we're, rec- as this is Monday right now. Um, we had someone at our house on Saturday. And when they went home, they let us know that they found out that someone that they briefly saw on Friday had lost their sense of smell. And then that person took a rapid test. And by the way, everyone in this story is vaccinated. Um, that person took a rapid test and was positive. So I am, and this person was, um, I think I said it was a babysitter. Uh, so, so obviously around my kids as well. So we, I, at first I was very freaked out. And I think Daniel and I recorded the show when I was in that state of being freaked out. Um, and now I'm to the point where I'm like, I really don't think we were exposed. And also, even if she is to come down with it, and I hope she doesn't, um, I think it would be too fast. Again, the doctor supporter said this and another doctor. Um, her being exposed, even even if she comes down with it, her being exposed on Friday, like Saturday is too probably too soon for her to have transmitted it or blah, blah, blah. But still we are, that's why I switched this um, recording that was supposed to be in person to remote. And there's sort of a question mark on future recordings because I'm like freaked out again now. Um, and uh, the other thing I was, oh yeah. And then we're keeping my son home from school this week. And I was nervous about telling the school because I didn't, you know, I know there's like all sorts of protocols and I'm like, I don't know what they're going to say. They might need him to be out for, you know, a full two weeks. So anyway, though, they first they said, you know, keep him home for four to five days and then test. And then they're like, wait a minute, was it exposure or secondary exposure? And I said it was secondary exposure meaning we weren't exposed to someone who was positive. We were exposed to someone who was exposed. Um, and they said, it was, this is interesting, and I don't know if it's different for like public, he's, he's in preschool, he's four. So I don't know if it's different if it's public school, uh, elementary school. But they're like, oh, we, you know, you actually could send him if you want. Um, and I'm like, well, we had decided we're going to keep him home this week. And they said that they appreciated that. It makes it you know, less stressful for them, but it is okay for him to come with secondary exposure. So that was interesting. Uh, and then he woke up. This this was not fun. He woke up this morning with a runny nose and like wet eyes. And so that freaked me out. But he said he said that he couldn't stop sneezing in bed and he felt itchy. And he he said he thought he sneezed maybe 10 or 11 times. He does know how to count that high. So I'm going to trust him. I gave him some kids Allegra um, and then his symptoms, if they're symptoms, like went away, you know, within the hour and he hasn't been drippy or anything since then. But that was uh, a data point that I was not sure how to assimilate when he first woke up like that. Because again, still, it's like, uh, but I still think this is too soon for even if it were COVID, it's too soon for it to appear. But now he suddenly seems to have a cold that he, when he hasn't had a cold in all this time. Anyway, so that's what's going on. I, I don't really have a good update, but I just, but I have, I had a bad update and it was that. I'm sorry to hear that. That's so scary. Thank you. Um, I, I think we're going to be, I think everyone's going to be okay. Um, You're definitely going to be okay. I mean, yeah. that's like, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's just in, I, I remind everybody of like, you know, vaccinated people will occasionally get it. 
Mm-hmm. There are going to be mm-hmm. breakthrough cases. There's a chance someone in your family is one of the breakthrough cases. Uh, but the odds of you having a serious time with it are so, I mean, it's just so, so, so slim. Like you just, it just right. isn't, it just isn't going in that direction. So you'll definitely be okay. I feel very confident saying that there's, it's such a low percentage. You have any real issue with it. Yeah. If you somehow got it, which is also a breakthrough case, which is also somewhat unlikely. Right. But that is why it is so important to get vaccinated is because this situation would be way more scary if you were not vaccinated. So I started worrying then about my kids because they're too young to get vaccinated. Um, but I do trust that it is very rare that kids get really sick. Incredibly rare. Even rarer than some would say vaccinated people is kid is like a right. four year old is like Are yeah. you guys hearing of more breakthrough cases? Because all of a sudden I am hearing of a lot. I'm hearing, hearing of, of a, some. Yeah. I'm hearing of some. I would say of some. I'm not hearing a ton, but I've heard of definitely a couple of my friends who have it, but they've mm-hmm. all every one of them across the board has been like partially due to the fact that there's less fear because my friends who got it during when they were unvaccinated you know so much of it was the fear of it right like oh my god i have the thing and the thing has been doing this thing to sony so oh my god i have it now um so a lot of them partially due to the fact they don't have the fear partially due to the fact just because they're like well i'm vaccinated and i've been told that that should be okay Mm -hmm. none of them have had a hard time every one of them has had a very easy to it was a couple days of a bummer. Mm-hmm, uh, right. But nobody has had any amount of the trouble I had some of my friends have when they were unvaccinated who in the middle of the pandemic who were some of them went through absolutely brutal, brutal times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. I, I have also heard varying from like didn't even have a symptom and just caught it on a random test that I had to take for something all the way through, yeah, being pretty sick for a couple of days. But I also just know as like a mom, I try to be rational when mm-hmm. anything's happening with my kids. And uh, but my imagination is too great to, you know, I just let my well, imagination run away with me and it's bad news. So that is for what I am sorry, because I know you, you must have yes. been very scared. Yes. Of course. That first night it was, you know, we talked about this on the Monday show a bit because Daniel, like his his brain was protecting him. He's like, my brain just won't let me go there. And in my head, like I was already see, like my children hooked up to machines. Like that is the image that was in my head. And I'm like, I can't even imagine having a brain that wouldn't let me go there. My brain won't let me not go there. Right. But then by how much you try to stop it. Exactly. Like it's, it feels irresponsible to not think of the worst case scenario. And I don't recommend this way of being, it's not a strength. It's a, is a weakness, but um, what's well, and then also I had this like intense mom guilt over even having had a babysitter because we it wasn't vital that we had one that day, and I'm sort of thankfully I'm like uh, through the other side of it, and I'm like just kind of taking it you know moment by moment. But um, what what you were saying, Danny, about this feeling of like we don't this thing that we don't want to have, like we don't want the thing. It's a bad thing that that fear has gone away for some people. I, I I'm realizing I still have this idea of like the goal is to avoid it. Like you don't, whatever you do, you don't want to get it. But especially since the episode came out, more and more people have been saying 
that the goal of the vaccine, the vaccine wasn't to prevent people from getting it. The goal is to prevent you from being hospitalized. And like, you know, maybe I need to just look at it like, yeah, we all might get it, but we're going to be okay. 100%. If, if I mean, at this point, I've entered a place and maybe it's because I'm doing shows. So I've had to rationalize it. But I've entered mm-hmm. a place where I'm like, you know, I've at this point have to have been exposed and if not, whatever. But if I'm a breakthrough case, uh, the reason why I got vaccinated and the reason why I feel comfortable doing shows now is because I'm like, I feel, you know, with that, that's the point is that we might potentially get it and it's not going to do to us what it did to others because we waited for it. And for so long, I mean, for over a year, I lived that life where I was like, I'm not getting this thing. I'm not getting it. I refuse. I will do everything in my power to not get this thing. And I, and then I got the vaccine. I was like, all right, I waited my, you know, two weeks and I was like, all right. I was feeling that way. Like I was, uh, we were back to doing in-person shows, which uh, Tony and I talk when we're not at each other's throat, we just talk, (laughs) we talk endlessly about how nice it is to be doing in-person stuff again. And so I, you know, one of my David Huntsberger, cause it came up on the show, uh, ahead of time had sent an email to us. Um, this was, the most recent episode, most recent Thursday show. Yeah. So a week ago saying like how, you know, with rising case rates in LA, how are you guys feeling? Um, and at that point, I really wasn't feeling worried at all. My feeling was like, I'm vaccinated. Everyone who's coming over is vaccinated. Like it's, it's fine. But then like pretty rapidly, I, this new level of, of concern, ha- I, I feel newly concerned. And now I'm think I just feel like, numbers are going to spike again. I don't know. Where are you with all this, Casey? Well, my husband works with the public. So we were super, super locked down because just to, to mitigate risk to everyone in our lives. So my son and I, uh, stayed home. My older son's on the East Coast. Um, my son and I stayed home because my husband worked with the public every day. And so it was nerve wracking the entire time. There was, you know, I don't even want to, you know, I, I can't even like think too much about it. So it was just like every day was like day zero for mm-hmm. us in the beginning of it. So now I sort of feel like, yeah, we know what to do. We know how to be cautious. And, and, you know, same thing that you were just saying, like, it's possible that there will be infections and, but we're just still being really careful. And I feel like I'm willing to maybe meet up with someone socially distanced where I hadn't been before, but it still really has to be very worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, this is my subtle shade to everyone who has been like, <laughs> oh, I can't really do it if you're listening. Um, but you know, just still being really, really cautious, uh, just because I would feel terrible if I passed it on to someone, even if it didn't affect me at all. Um, you know, just, just trying to be cautious and, mm-hmm. and keep everyone healthy and like do my part. And, but also like a f- fucking hypocrite because I'm like, no, we all have to do everything and we don't, we should stay away from doing things that aren't strictly necessary. But also like, I really did want to get coffee like with my friend the other day. You know what I mean? So uh. it's like, I am like being in my own mind, like if, if one of us had gotten sick out getting like lunch or whatever, I would feel terrible and feel horribly guilty, like you're saying, but also like you did need a sitter. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, but just- see, it's new, it's, it's new and it feels like going backwards to suddenly be thinking like, okay, what are, you know, to be prioritizing in that same right. way because I was 
like if, you know, I got coffee with a friend like three times and, and one time we even sat inside um, and, you know, I, I walked to the restroom inside and I didn't wear my mask. That's the only time I did that. And, and then I started feeling nervous after that. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I didn't, ha- I wouldn't have had a, hes- had hesitation going over to someone's house, like small, a small gathering, right. something like that. And now I'm, I'm feeling, um, hesitant to do any of that again. I will I say know. that it's, I've always been like the queen of the awkward conversation. Like when my kids were little, pe- <laughs> to you. when, uh, when people would call and say, can we have a play date? Uh, can your kids come over? I would always be the mom to be like, um, yeah, maybe do you have a gun in your house or whatever? And, and I'd literally and then had you'd other- send them right over. Yeah, <laughs> I've literally had so many other parents be like, well, this is awkward. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, imagine how awkward it'll be if your kid shoots my kid. That'll be that'll be a super awkward phone call. So <laughs> let's just like, you know, do you have guns in the house and are they secured? And then we can go forward from there. So I feel like this has opened us up to a lot more honest conversations. And I really feel like it's it's okay. We've been going to dinner every once in a while at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. And it's because we've said like, listen, you know, he works with the public, even though I'm home, we would feel more comfortable maybe if it was just like the four of us having dinner in your backyard or whatever. So we've been doing that a lot. And it's actually really nice. Because if you can get two friends who agree to that and understand that you just don't want to push it with going out into a restaurant and doubling your viral load for the day or Mm -hmm. possibly passing on something that you didn't know you had to a whole room full of people as opposed to two people who love you. (laughs) Um, You know, I I think it's nice because you're not rushed and you don't have to go through all of these like weird safety protocols where you have to do the QR code for the menu or, you know, all this weird stuff that's our world now. Mm -hmm. So it's actually been kind of nice. And if you don't feel comfortable enough having that conversation with someone, maybe like maybe you don't need to be getting dinner with them anyway. So, you know, so I feel like for me, it's been overall positive. And I'm very, I feel very fortunate that everyone I know has been really open to being like, oh, can we just like hang out in your yard or can you come to our yard and we'll order in or whatever? It's mm-hmm. nice. Uh, were there any parents who wouldn't answer your question or who did take offense? Well, more on more than one occasion, somebody said, well, this is awkward. And to me, that's like basically saying like, yeah, we have guns laying around everywhere, you know, um, <laughs> right. because like, why is it awkward to say no, of course not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the few times where people said, well, this is awkward, it's because they were signaling, yes, we do have guns and it, you're making me feel bad because clearly you don't approve of my guns. Right. And it's not necessarily that. It's just that I don't approve of children shooting each other. So I would like to maybe move the play date to my house. But what, who knows? Maybe they don't like their kid over at my house because I don't have guns and they think it's like not safe. I don't know. But... You're right. I just don't, I just didn't need to be, because of the aforementioned imagination, I don't need to leave Mm -hmm. my kid for a few hours uh, at someone's house where I know there's like loose guns. It's that thing of like, I don't want to have going through my head. Oh, if only I had asked, if only I had asked, if only I had asked, then this calamity wouldn't have happened. Um, do you guys, let's quickly do some Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me 
everyone. Okay. Again, this is a segment where people write in with things they think or do, and they wonder, is it just me or is it everyone? Uh, and then we weigh in if we also do these things. Um, okay, so Nina Hartley says, after I order food at a restaurant, I never want to look too eager for my food to come out whenever I see my server come out with a group of food in my direction. Just me or everyone. Interesting. No, I feel like I get that like, like uh, the way a dog looks when you like open up a bag of chips or something. I feel like I get that look on my face anytime they come out with a tray of food. Like, oh, is that our, oh, it's not, oh, it, yeah. Yeah, I think I do a, a subtle, I think I want to, somewhere in the middle, I feel like I do a subtle version of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you don't want to seem too desperate, but I definitely am like, but I, I know I'm openly like, oh, I want my food, you know? I think yeah. that's fair. I I, I feel, I don't, I never thought to feel shame about it, honestly, until this. But now I'm like, should I feel shame that I'm that excited? I don't think no, so. No, I think it's good. I think I'm at that age where um, I like to fully igno- like fully look out loud at whatever food. And then I'm like, oh, that looks good. I wonder who's who got the pot pie. That looks delicious. And I'm like just <laughs> commenting to whoever's at my table the whole time about how good the food going everywhere else looks until I'm like, oh, that's our food. That's, <laughs> it, it also looks delicious. So I love it enough. It's probably not that fun for anyone except for me. But people might love the running commentary. I have realized this is a real just me or everyone. I cannot hand my dog a bowl of food or she now takes medicine or looks like a pill in a pill pocket without going yum, yum, yum. <laughs> like as if I'm trying to convince her as if this does anything. I always and with my kids too, food is delivered with a yum, yum. I don't even I like mean, the it's, word. It's, it's pretty hard to get dogs to take some treats. So, <laughs> But do you say everyone here has dogs? I don't know if you have paid attention. Do you say anything as you set the food down? My dog actually is not very food motivated. So we Interesting. we had to actually give a real like excited uh, and just honestly alert her. She sometimes wouldn't even notice when we would put it down. She's now very recently gotten into food. Still not motivated by it, but she's gotten into it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, we we our dog is uh, she's chill about food. She's not super like intense about it. Is she like that only with like her actual meals or treats as well? She has nothing for treats. Treats can't wow. do nothing to her. She does wow. not care. Uh, food is the only one. But she's so we have embarrassing like missed meals for her. Like we have just all of a sudden like at like midnight been like did anyone feed her? But she never made a face. Never did nothing. That's so interesting. She huh. just she just has real faith that we're gonna. She's yeah. like, yeah, we've missed meals, and she's just been like, next morning, been like, okay. Yeah, I've I I just asked because because my dog is despite his beefy appearance, he's not like a huge eater. Like he he's not in ever a hurry to eat his meals. If you give him, he'll eat treats all day long. You give him treats, but that's why I asked about the treats. But yeah, same thing. Like sometimes he won't eat his food until the next day. Yeah. It's weird. Same with Harper. So yeah. uh, we definitely do give a little, sometimes a little coaxing, a little bit yeah. of a, hey, hey. I'll do you want me, to, little, you know. want me to come over and say yum? <laughs> you, could do, you could do a yum our way. I'm down for it. Yeah. Uh, so 
what I do have what? 15 guns in the house. I don't know if that's a problem. <laughs> <for you. laughs> I'll do it over Zoom. Okay. Uh, what is is your dog motivated by? Like toys? Or is your just dog just not motivated? Love. She's the best dog. Aww. She just loves love. Aww. I know. She's the best. Sweet. I have dogs who are sisters and one is incredibly motivated by food and one is also just eats when she feels like it uh she's like a like a senior citizen lady you know how sometimes senior citizen ladies are like i don't eat past 4 p.m and yes i only have seven bites a day so that's how they are but she's very protective of her uneaten food so feeding them is an exercise in you have to do it in exactly the right order you have to make sure one gets their food we never would have gotten sister dogs if we knew they were like this but i guess sometimes siblings don't don't really uh they don't really dig each other so much um and so you have to do it in the right order you have to make sure one gets her food and is inside her crate before you safely give the food to the other one so that she'll know that the other one can't come and take her food and mm. be starting something and uh yeah in the same and then in reverse for when they're done or not done you have to make sure that one is out of her crate her bowl is taken away she's gone outside to pee and then you can begin the process of uh allowing the other one out because they really do one eats one doesn't eat and they fight over food wow it's a really a whole rigmarole they're like it's a they're like jessica and elizabeth wakefield it's a psychodrama yeah um so wait i know that i know you have problems because they're sisters but i didn't know that they don't really like each other I don't know what I thought the problems were. It's like, well, they're um, part Jack Russell. And I think that Jack Russells are notorious for mixing it up, for scrapping. <laughs> um, uh, I believe Mar- Mariah Carey has multiple Jack Russell dogs. And they are, I don't want to put Mariah's dogs on blast, but I've heard that they're famous for, for getting into it. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so they will uh, they will try to fight each other to the death over like a piece of crunchy food. But they're very Jeez. sweet. It's just that it's just that they're they're hunting terriers. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. But the, sometimes they get along beautifully just whenever they, it's weird. They fight over two things. My older son, when he comes to visit and uh, food, that's it. Um, OK, Cho to Joy says, unless it's visibly dirty, I almost never machine wash my swim trunks. Just rinse them thoroughly in the shower and hang dry until next time at the pool. That's a summer. Just mirror everyone. You know, I I think that I have rinsed my bathing suit out. It's been a real long time since I've been bathing suiting. Uh, but I do recall rinsing it in the shower and just hanging it up. What about you guys? Are you machine washing your, your uh, swim stuff? You know, it's funny. The timing of this is funny because uh, I don't usually wash it. And I just did laundry like two days ago. And I saw it sitting there. And I was like, you know what? I'll throw it in the washer. And I, I couldn't tell you the last time I did that yeah. if I even have done that. So, yeah. Um, I mean, to be, I certainly never did before I was dating someone. That I know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Now, I don't know what the fiance does. She might do it. She might uh, be more on top of it. She tends to be very clean. She likes a nice clean household. Wait, does she do your laundry too? We trade off our jobs. So we have jobs and we mm-hmm. do our jobs. So she does mostly laundry. I take care of the dishes, the, gar- the garbage, etc. Got it. I love it. Everybody Casey, do you, do you guys have joint laundry? 
Um, yeah, we, we, I'll wash our laundry together. My husband will wash our laundry together, but we both just do it. Like whoever Mm -hmm. has time and and will do it or energy. Um, and we try to do jobs that the other person dislikes doing because why life is too short to be saddled with an unpleasant task repeatedly. Um, but I generally think that we launder a lot of things too much. Like if you, if you're coming out of a pool, like what? kind of you just did launder mm-hmm. that so you want to like rinse the chlorine out of it so it doesn't damage especially if you have a very nice swimsuit you don't want to damage it but like kind of what's the point of fully mm-hmm. laundering it with a tide pod or whatever like and then do you dry it no you don't dry it so you have to hang it up sopping wet seems weird if you were swimming in like a pond or the ocean maybe you yeah. might want to launder it because that's like a little bit different level of funk than a swimming pool but I, w- I would just say rinse if you're coming out of a pool. Yeah. Bag. We've been Big watching, uh, rewatching or finishing Sopranos. And Ugh. we just got to the episode in the last season where they're at the lake house. And I just feel like I might be suited to lake life. I've, 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 I've really not had many lake experiences. Just a, just a, like maybe two. I think I need more lake experiences in my life. What makes you feel like you're suited to lake life? What part of it appealed? Uh, being able to sit near a lake and look at it. The part where you're in the lake, that actually I don't think I would be that suited for. I don't think okay. I would like that. But it's just so pretty. Like typically I think of you go to the if you want to be near a body of water, you go to the beach. But that involves sand and heat and all of that. Whereas I like the like, ooh, crisp air. You're near a lake. It's beautiful. That's about as far as I get. All right. Yeah. I can respect that. Lakes are also tend to be like, it's more private experience. Mm-hmm. Like the people aren't crowded on the shore of a lake generally. And you're generally there because you're in some type of cabin. Yeah. I like so all of that. It's like, yeah, you can just go have your morning coffee. I dig that. I like a, I like a waterfront chill. Yeah. Hang. I might get there though and realize, no, I, I wasn't. I feel like this is a very doable week long vacation for you. I was going to say, which lake should I go to? Arrowhead? Big Bear? Big Bear has a lake, right? I I don't know. I'm not a, I I don't, I'm trying to think of like a good lake near us out here in the old Cali. I don't know. (laughs) I have a friend who owns and manages places up in Big Bear. Maybe I can hook you up. Oh my gosh. As well. Yeah. So maybe if you want to test it out, you can go to one of his cute cabins and try it out. Do the cabins have names? Yeah, he's like a television director, but then as like a, a side thing, he purchased, he invested in some big bear cabins. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think there, I think there's lakes. That's like the point of big bear. Yeah. I've never I mean, been. I've never been. Oh. But um, they seem charming. So I'll report back. Thank okay. you. Uh, you guys, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for joining the show. If you like what you're hearing, please make sure that you're subscribed or following uh, in in your app of choice the, and the terminology of I feel like the name subscribe now means something different. But, you know, just click the thing so that the 
podcasts, the new episodes just show up automatically in your phone and you'll never miss one. Uh, please leave us a nice comment on Apple Podcasts. It helps out the show. Five stars is my favorite number. So uh, if you feel that it is warranted, that would be so great. And tell your friends and whatnot. Um, follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, Casey, where can we find you? Tell us, uh, plug, tell us about all your things. You can find me at Casey with that unusual spelling, C-A-I-S-S-I-E on Twitter. You can find me at InstaCase on Instagram, um, just the first four letters of my name, InstaCase. And then you can hear me every Wednesday on Busy Phillips is doing her best with my partner, Busy Phillips, who's an actor. I just realized we haven't even taught, we didn't even talk about your glass teeth revelation that has changed everyone's life from oh add to cart. Okay. Yes. Next time, next, next time, time we'll get to that. Danny, what about you? I'm so curious about this glass teeth thing. Um, <laughs> but it sounds insane. Um, uh, you can follow me on at Danny Jollis, uh, on all social media, J O L L E S. Um, and, um, I have a free special on YouTube that I'm extremely proud of. And uh, I would love it if you gave it a watch because I put it out there for free because I just want people to see it. So if you can watch it, it means the world to me. It's called Six Parts. Uh, and then on top of all that, uh, August 12th, if you're in L.A., uh, I am doing a, a full show at Dynasty Typewriter. Ooh, nice. Got to be vaccinated to get in. Uh, and uh, I think it's going to be a really great show and it would mean the world if uh, people came. I enjoyed your special so much. Everyone go check it out. Come out on August 12th. Tony, what about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. And my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And uh, the Motion City Soundtrack 2022 tickets are on sale now. MotionCitySoundtrack.com for tickets. And that's all for now. I got some other shows coming up soon, but I don't know that I can announce them yet. So I'll be announcing those soon. The intrigue the area, yeah. And by the way, I forgot to mention. Been doing this for so many years. For, always forget to mention. Uh, if you want a deal on Patreon, if you subscribe Patreon. on, thank you. If you subscribe for a year, you get two months free. So you can do an That's annual subscription. Deal. You can get you get two months free. I mean, and I believe what I'm about to say next, but <laughs> I would say that you're losing money if you don't take that deal. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you nailed it. Um, <laughs> that old timey cash register's back. You guys, this that's was... where you pay for the antique soup. <laughs> yes. Uh, one bag, one satchel of vichyssoise, please. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? Good time.